Good evening. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. And good evening. Happy early Valentine's Day. We are talking about how to find your true love today. One of my very favorite topics. Well, it should be for you. Yeah. You have one. I have one. (laughs) But I didn't have one before. Well, this is true. And I used this system to find mine. So you too. It's a proven system. It's a proven system. It works. I've actually taught it to other people too. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing this. So yeah. So and good to have some fresh snow on the mountain just before President's Day. Nice. Fantastic. We're excited to, uh, to enjoy the flurries today. So it's funny this year. I feel really good about shoveling the driveway and things. <laughs> I'm not Yay! quite prepared. I'm like, oh, yeah, what do we do now? But it's I nice know. that we're getting snow. I so. jinxed it when I filled up that big container of gas for my snowblower that yeah. sits there. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So how to find your ideal mate. It's a five-step process. And obviously, there are lots of ways to find your ideal mate, like just getting lucky and meeting them at your college dance or something or at church or you know in a bar but let's say that you've tried all that and it didn't work out for you and um, and you really would like to meet someone well the first step to finding your ideal mate or your true love is to fall in love with yourself and the reason why is because if you're self-loathing it will be hard for others to love you if you don't if you can't think of reasons why you should love yourself then chances are it'll be hard for you to show those reasons to other people or even accept the fact that they might love you um, because you can't love yourself. So that's a really important piece. So in order to do this, you need to be honest with yourself about what you love and what you don't love. And this is, I'm talking about yourself here. And then commit to taking actions on the things you don't love. If you don't love the fact that you work all the time, then start making room for some fun and some play. If you don't love the way you look, go get a haircut, go get some new clothes, go try on a new look. I mean, figure out what it is that you want to do to change that. If um, Or if you're comparing yourself to everyone else, do some work on that. Why do you need to be just like everyone else? Um, certainly, when when you are comparing to others, you can never win because no one can be more you than you. And whatever you do, don't compare to those people you see in magazines. Right, because they're, they're airbrushed. airbrushed people. They don't even exist. They're like computer they're images. I mean, they do exist, but then they're all airbrushed to make them look even better. So You two can look like that with an airbrush. Right, you two could look like that in a magazine, but when they go home, they look normal like us. So, um, So it's really important to figure out ways to love yourself because no one else is going to fill you up. A lot of times, remember Jerry Maguire, the movie where Mm -hmm. they said, you complete me. And I always kind of laugh at that because it's one of these really like moments in film that we all go, oh, so great. (laughs) But the reality is, is that people can't complete you. You have to be complete and whole in order to offer yourself to another person. And so if you're not complete already, no one else is going to fill that void. I'm not saying that you can't have a wonderful um, experience or a wonderful kind of blissful feeling by meeting someone and it can exponentially increase your happiness in life. But you have to start with a solid foundation as well is the point Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make here. That is a good point. So fall in love with yourself. Also, the other thing is, is if you don't love yourself, that you might, uh, you might end up settling with somebody who is mediocre or worse abusive on any level because you don't think you're worth better. 
Good and point. And so if you end up going down that road where, oh, I'm not good enough, Mr. Wonderful might come into your life and you might think, oh, well, I'm just not good enough for him. And you might sabotage it and then end up with some creepy guy and you might convince yourself that being with the creepy guy or gal, for that matter, is um, is the only thing that you could get, which is not true. So... Step one, fall in love with yourself. If you're not there, forget the rest of the show. Get there first. Come back to us next year around the same time, and we'll tell you the next four steps. <laughs> For the rest of you who are already in love with yourselves, then uh, step two is to make a list of what you want. So this is kind of the old thing, like, oh, make a list of all the perfect qualities you want in a perfect woman or a perfect man, and you know, you write this list, and then no one ever lives up to the list. Well, that's true. Most people don't hit every single thing on your list. Mm -hmm. And probably it'd be a little weird if they did. This is true. So you write your list and you write down everything. And it's okay to be um, a little shallow about it. It's all right to put down that you want somebody who's handsome or beautiful or smart or, you know, whatever it is that you might judge yourself for putting down. But the reality is if that's what you want, you should write it down. Yes. And don't judge yourself about it. Now, once you write all these things down, this is where most people stop. They make their perfect mate list, and then they spend the rest of their life being upset because no one fits all the criteria, yeah. <laughs> thinking yeah. it's a bunch of hooey, right? So the second step to making your list is to take each adjective that you wrote down. So let's use an example here. Let's say on my list I had, I want someone who's loving, funny, financially secure, well-traveled, educated, spontaneous. The list goes on. I have clients who have up to like 60 or 70 things on their list. Oh my goodness. And that's okay. They're just getting really specific, which is cool. Remember that every, your perfect mate or your ideal love doesn't have to have everything on the list. So you make that list. And then step three is for each of those adjectives, list three actions that would confirm they fit the description. So what do I mean by this? For example, I might say to Jen, Jen, I really would like to meet someone who's loving. And what does that mean? And Jen might go, great, but I have no idea what that means to you. What does that look like, Alexis? I know Alexis. what it means to me, right? So Jen's playing my role, which is awesome. What does I'm that learning. look like? So what it looks like is, um, let's say it would be somebody who would make me a cup of coffee to go on... Um, on a morning when I'm late for work without me asking. That's a loving gesture. That's yes, how I would know that they care about me and, and want me to be happy and perky at work, right? Or they might listen to me without judging and show affectionate on a regular basis, show affection on a regular basis. So if you're thinking about showing affection, you can even detail that. Well, what does showing affection mean to you? Well, for Jen, it might be a little hug here or there. For me, I might want to kiss every time my husband leaves the room. I mean, yeah. it's different for everybody. So you have to get clear on what that means to you. And most of us are very clear on our adjectives about our descriptions of what we want, but we're not really clear on what it looks like in action. And that's where we lose the the ball here. This is where we drop the ball is not knowing what it looks like in action because then we can't recognize it. So I think a lot of people don't know. Right. A lot of people don't know. And this is what happens. I'll have people write the list and they write the list and then they come back to my office and we say, okay, let's go through the next step. Let's um, put it, what does that look like in action? I do what you just did. And they look at me with a big blank stare. They go, um, 
We like <laughs> they the adjectives because the adjectives sound good. Right. But then when I say, well, what does that mean to you? It really takes some thinking. Yeah. But this is where the power is. This is where you start to get really clear with yourself about what it is you're looking for. And that does take some work. This is not the easy part. This is the hardest part of the equation is coming up with what that looks like in action. Um, another one, financially secure. You might I hear that a lot. But that is so different to so many people. So financially secure to me personally means that it's somebody who pays their bills on time, um, can afford a comfortable lifestyle, doesn't have to be lavish, but can afford the basics. And if they buy something that's um, on credit, that they have a plan to pay it back. That's my definition of financially secure. To someone else, financially secure might be that they have a job and they get a paycheck every week or that they have $100,000 in a bank account. And that's financially secure. It's different to all of us. So you have to get really clear on what that means to you because you can't ask for it if you don't know what it is. So um, so that was the example of loving and financially secure. So this does three things for you. This act, the action of putting together what it looks like in, in real life, what these descriptors look like in real life is it helps you gain a clear understanding of what you want. Like I said, the list is easy. And the actions to support the descriptions are hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it also creates a brain map, which helps you identify your ideal partner when you see them do things. If you have on your list that you want someone who's generous, and what that looks like is that they're, um, they never quibble over the bill at a group dinner, then you might be at dinner with a new date, and he might throw in a couple extra bucks to cover tip, and you go, bingo, confirmation track. This guy's generous. He's not quibbling over the bill. This is something that I really wanted. Note to self. Yeah. Or on the opposite hand, <clears throat> excuse me, he may, you know, start saying, well, I didn't have a soup or I only had soda, not wine or what have you. And you might think, oh, man, this is, you know, this is a problem. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Right? So <laughs> it creates a brain map to allow you to see things in action. And it also helps you articulate what you want to friends, family members, and colleagues so people could see a good match for you. So um, it really gives you a way to describe what you're looking for. Now, step four, the second most important piece of this pie here, is to circle your deal breakers. So you've made your list of 60 or 70 descriptions. You've written two to three action steps or what it would look like in action for each of these things on the list. And you've gotten really clear about what you want. Now you need to weed out the nice-to-haves and the must-haves. So what's a deal breaker for you, Jen? A deal breaker for me, unemployed. Unemployed. Okay. (laughs) So unemployed. And that's right now, that's a reality. Unless you're independently wealthy and there would be a lot of zeros in that bank account. (laughs) Okay then. Yeah. So um, so having a job is very important. Um, So Jen would circle that on her list. Something that was really important to me was chivalry. I um, I really wanted somebody who would open doors for me, who would, you know, and not all the time, not over the top, but would come around and get my door, would pull my chair out, would stand up when I leave the table, those kind of things. That means a lot to me. So um, did I watch for that? Absolutely. And did I date people who allowed me to walk out on the car side of the street? Yes, I did. And did I know immediately that they weren't for me? Yes, I did. So were they fun to hang around with? Sure. But was it a long-term thing? No. And that's what doing this does. It helps you weed out immediately. Like, this is something that I can't live without, so I'm no longer going to put up with it. Or I'm not going to stick around with this person for long. So you have to get very clear on your deal breakers, though. Um, Nice-to-haves would be somebody who uh, was... 
I don't know. Well, I can't think of a nice cooks. one to have now. Someone who cooks. Yeah. Right? That would be fun. Yeah. I'm not a good cook. So it's nice to have, but so, it's not that important to me. Right. But so maybe it's not, not that important. So somebody who would cook with you in the kitchen. Great. So once you circle your deal breakers, then you know that if you meet somebody and they miss or if they have one of your deal breakers then it can't work and the way that you know it's a deal breaker is you sit there for a minute and you think to yourself is this a trait that i could live with for the rest of my life could i spend the next 40 years with somebody who was a smoker could i spend the next 40 years with somebody who quibbled over the bill could i spend the next 40 years with somebody who didn't cook and so you think about that and you might think well yeah i could deal with somebody who didn't cook we just eat out a lot um, or we'd order in a lot. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, actually, the smoking thing doesn't bother me. Or maybe absolutely not, the smoking thing really bothers me. But that's when you have to be really honest with yourself. And the challenge when you do this exercise is that if you're already dating somebody or you're already with somebody and you try to do this, a lot of times you're going to try to make them fit into the categories. That typically happens because we want to keep what we have. You know, we don't want to admit when something's wrong, but doing this ahead of time, it helps you see immediately if something's wrong and it mm-hmm. helps you own up to it because now you've written it down and you've said, yeah, this is a deal breaker for me. So is this something I can handle for the rest of my life? No. So once you find those deal breakers with someone, you can say to them, you know, hey, smoking's a deal breaker for me. And if you want this to be long-term, that's not something I'm going to be able to live with. And then they get to choose whether they want to stop smoking and be with you or smoking's really important and they like it. So they want to keep it and it's not going to work out for you guys. But that's, you know, you have the conversation. You don't just blow the person off because they have a deal breaker. Yeah. You have the conversation. Hey, I'd really like you to be more chivalrous. Would It, it flatters me when you get my door or you pull out my chair. And they might say, oh, my gosh, I thought you were super independent and that offended you. That's why I haven't been doing it. <laughs> Bingo. Problem solved. Right? So you want to have that conversation. But it's important to understand that. And then step five here in finding your true love is to follow your own bliss. Once you've created your list, once you've done your action descriptors, once you have circled your deal breakers, you've talked to your friends about what you're looking for, you've let everybody know, now it's time to let go and go do what you love to do. And the reason I say this is because a lot of people try to do things where they think they'll meet people, Mm -hmm. even though they don't love to do them. But then you (laughs) meet somebody who loves to do something you don't love to do. Because that's yeah, where you were. That's no good. <laughs> right? So if you're looking to meet a, a somebody who runs a winery or you're looking to, you really would like a cowboy, but you're living in New York City, that's probably not going to work out for you. You're probably not going to find a cowboy in New York City unless some rare strike of luck happens and you do. But nine times out of ten, you'll probably find a businessman or businesswoman. And so... You know, if you're looking for somebody who's really outdoorsy, you might want to move somewhere that's outdoorsy. If you're looking for somebody who's a, you know, hardcore business person and loves the theater and loves to go out to fancy dinners and, you know, likes the the hubbub of the city, you probably want to live in a city. Mm -hmm. You probably want to go try to find someone who lives in a city because um, if you're in a place that you don't love, doing things that you don't love, chances are you'll meet someone who also (laughs) is choosing to be there who didn't just happen to end up there and not like it. So that's really important. So go do the thing that you love. Go do the activities you like to do. Make yourself happy. And as you're doing that, people will be attracted to you because you are exuding positivity and you're enjoying life. 
Fantastic. And it makes it much easier. So you make it so simple. Yeah, so simple. <laughs> so, but these are some good steps to get you on the right track. Step one, fall in love with yourself. Step two, make a list of what you want. Step three, for each of those things on the list, list three actions that would confirm they fit the description. Step four, circle your deal breakers. Be honest here. Don't try to make people fit in if they don't. And step five, follow your own bliss. Go have fun, do the things you want to do, and meet somebody who also loves to do the same things. Chances are you'll have a long, happy life together if you do. Very nice. So, what a nice Valentine's sentiment. Yeah, so lots of love to all of our um, all of our folks out there. And if you don't have a Valentine, certainly be a Valentine to yourself. Instead of beating yourself up for not having somebody or cursing the holiday, um, spend some time and go out and treat yourself to something fun. That's don't what I plan on doing. Yeah, so enjoy. So spreading the love from the bright side in KTHO, this is Alexis Robin. If you want to read this blog, you can go on to our blog site, nourishlifecoaching.com forward slash blog. And as always, feel free to comment on either the KTHO Facebook page or on the Nourish Life and Business Coaching page. Thank you very much. Have uh, a wonderful day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's. You're listening to K Tahoe.